Welcome back to what I am considering the first proper episode of Exa Cinema Club. Um, thank you to everyone who checked out the run of pilots I did in September, I think. And I have brought on a lovely guest for this first episode, uh, Aya from The Fanatics and uh, Skillin' and Chillin'. Do you want to introduce yourself? I didn't realise this was the first of a real one. Um, hi, I, I, I'm Aya. I am... Uh, I... I like making movies. I like making podcasts about movies. I guess in that I've been watching the same movie once a week, every week for twenty four weeks now. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's really good to be here. Thank you for bringing me on. I'm super excited to talk about this movie. Hmm. Yeah. This is a this is a movie. Uh, this is a movie I could probably watch every week for a year. <laughs> it oh, is, I, is. I don't know. Mm, okay, see, it's very easy to say, oh, I think I could watch this movie once a week for a year, and then and then you start to actually do it. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So, Ali, what movie did we watch? Anyway, yes, I should probably get to that. Uh, so yeah. we watched the 2002 internet anxiety horror <laughs> movie, Fear.com. Fear.com. A movie that... I've been aware of for quite a long time, but I only watched it for the first time last October. Uh, mostly knew of it as, like, completely maligned, critical flop. Yeah. Uh, very much like, kind of, uh, Cribs, a lot <laughs> of much more well-known movies, like Videodrome, Ring, Seven, like, big, big movies of the time. Like, it's... Certainly not an original movie, but it's it's imagine a ring, but instead of a videotape, it is if you go on a website in like forty eight hours, I think you you die, you you get you like hemorrhage and you die. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think you're doing this justice. Do you um, want to do you want to give us a give us a summary of this movie? Yeah. So a quick synopsis of the movie is that um, a New York detective named Mike. <laughs> uh, gets called into uh, well, first of all, he meets a an, an insane German person who gets arrested and then kills herself. Finds his girlfriend drowned in the bathtub, but she's bleeding from the eyes. And they're all like, "Oh, she has Ebola." So enter <laughs> our Department of Health associate Terry Huston, who comes in to see whether or not it's Ebola. Spoiler: It's not Ebola. And <laughs> it, it, it turns out that. She, the Department of Health associate, not the detective, but the woman from the Department of Health, finds the first lead in the case, which is that they log onto a website, 48 hours later they die, and this website is fear.com. And that's like a really base foundation of the storyline because it goes wild from there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the mechanics of... Fear.com. For one, it's fear.com.com, the website, which is fear.com.com, yeah. Um Yeah, so so the, the crux of the movie is that there is this serial killer who has has a history of 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 violence towards women, um, kidnapping and 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 all that stuff. Uh, um, uh, he has yeah. a connect. The, the detective at the center of the story has a connection to this case. So the, they um, call him the Doctor. <laughs> Ironically, yeah. enough, he is named Alistair, and this is revealed quite <laughs> early on. Uh, and um, yeah, his whole thing is that he kidnaps women and then broadcasts himself to the internet. Oh yeah, murdering yeah. them for the 
uh, gratification of others who like to watch people die because he believes it's this really intimate thing. Yeah, it's it's a one hundred percent like deep web creepypasta type oh, abso- setup. Absolutely, yeah. But <laughs> and this is where the internet anxiety thing comes into, I guess, because Mike, our protagonist, I suppose, goes and meets with some random author who wrote a book. <laughs> some random book whose partner who is now dead theorized that you could transmit energy such as psychic frequencies over the internet and that's <laughs> that's kind of the underlying plot for all of this i guess is that one of alistair's victims has uploaded her psychic energies to the internet which is manifesting itself as fear.com and that's mm-hmm. the website people visit and she starts haunting visitors of this website it's bonkers yeah it is as i said it's very ring in the not only is it you visit the website and then you die after a period of time it is also distinctly like oh yeah you're being punished for like indulging in this woman's trauma and like the the detective is oh. the only one who gets past or like i guess the the the, the uh what was she what is her Terry, what was her... Terry like, Huston, she's the Department of Health Associate. Department of Health, yeah. So, yeah. And, like, is the people who, like, actually try and, like, help, well, the woman who has actually been kidnapped, but yeah. by by proxy helping the, the the spirit of the girl who is haunting the, the website. Um, it is very ring in that, <laughs> like, punishing those who want to indulge in trauma or, like, ignore it or, like, like get fascinated with these other facets while ignoring trauma that is going around them it is that that's the general gist and yeah this is there's a lot of movie in this (laughs) okay there's a lot of movie but there's also this movie does a fantastic job of ignoring its own plot setups and his own plot devices i really yes. feel like because the whole thing is based around fear.com this website that kills you i think yeah. we maybe see people on that website for a grand total of two minutes across the entire movie oh yeah 100 percent. there is there is like the teens there is uh the other like mike's other associate who, oh yeah the um i forgot her the bug, name the now. bug girl i forgot her name as well yeah, she's the tech girl, and then yeah. terry and mike both go on it that's like the most easy oh and at the, the end at the, very the end, end of this yeah. the end of this movie oh, okay we're, we're gonna have to get to the how this movie ends because yeah we'll, we'll, <laughs> we've got so much like setup of this movie and stuff <laughs> yeah oh this is crazy yeah and it, there's just like so many people have like implied to have been on the website and then like because the 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 tell is like nosebleeds and like Eyes you're looking bleeding. really haggard yeah it's, it's like hemorrhaging it's like that's why they thought it was a bowler like it's very so yeah in the first five minutes actually we meet two people one of whom we assume had visited the website who which again is one of the plot devices that gets ignored is he's some guy in a trench coat in the uh, underground subway system oh, yeah. yeah and this is the opening scene to the movie and you know he chases he sees a girl on these train tracks and sees that she's about to get hit by a train. He gets down onto the train tracks. And then the train doesn't hit him, which is what you think is going to happen. No, he just <laughs> he sees this ghost and it's, it literally scares him to death, right? And the yeah. face that he's making when they find the body is... <laughs> yeah. 
and, and then we meet the second person we know who visited the website, who is Terry's boss or something, who she notices he's thrown his computer away and he's starting to have paranoid moments and uh, realizes that, yes, he's visited the website too because he's bleeding from the nose and stuff as well. And it's at this point they reveal the other plot device that I think they went on to ignore for the most part which is that these two people both died of their biggest fear. One was a train accident and one was car crashes. And they, mm-hmm. make, a, they make a big deal about these people died of their biggest fear. And then later we see someone die to cockroaches and she kills herself to get away from loads of cockroaches. But it's like... Yeah, it becomes like a hallucination thing. Yeah, but Rather then... than just... yeah. But it gets ignored with Mike and Terry. They ignore. They they don't see their biggest fears. Yeah, Mike just finds Orb, and then Orb, because the, <laughs> the Orb the Orb shows up before, and it becomes like a ball of cockroaches or whatever. Yes, for for, for the cockroach lady. But then yeah. Mike finds the Orb, and it's like Orb. Well, <laughs> said Orb was also seen bouncing onto the train tracks before the girl by the very first guy. So oh yeah, she's yeah. her bouncing the ball, the orb on the train tracks like a ball, and it is later revealed that the when she was a kid, this ball was something she always had with her. Um, so yeah, yeah, which is another thing that gets kind of overlooked in the end. But yeah, so the ball is kind of the sign of oh, okay, she she is in the vicinity. She meaning the girl who psychic energy has been uploaded to the internet. <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah, sounds so weird to say out loud. It's so funny as well because like they see the the author guy who is like he he's like living in a pub basically now. He is he's a drunk, he's just <laughs> constantly staying in the pub. And he's just like, Oh yeah, this is all bullshit. I made it up to get some money, but like it's still like the crux of the movie. <laughs> it's it, it's so weird how that works out, isn't it? Because it wasn't even him that came up with it. One of his friends did, who yeah. he then wrote a book based on his friend's idea because his friend is now dead. And this uh, yeah, the first half of this movie gives you a lot, huh? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of movie. Yeah, but then I feel like okay, can okay, right. I'm a person <laughs> who lives in the world of technology. I'm a computer programmer by trade. Um the websites in this movie <laughs> and the way the computers are navigated, we have never and will never see a computer navigated in this way. Did the person who made this movie ever use a computer? I don't think so. It's like everything is done through the hotbox, <laughs> which is like a thing pops up on screen, this little black box, and it says hotbox, and then a person types into it, and it seems to do something contextually based on what they've typed. Like, they use the hotbox to navigate to websites. The hacker girl uses the hotbox to get into old hard drives. They use the hotbox to communicate with the psychic ghost girl. And <laughs> it... There's, there's... Okay, look, this was 2002. Windows was Millennium Edition was out at this point. I don't think Windows XP was out at this point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the director was also like pushing fifty as well when this came out. So like, oh. <laughs> whether he had much knowledge of computers as well. Yeah, and we were far enough removed. This was two years after, like, after Y2K, right? So we were far enough removed from Y2K, surely, for this to not just be Y2K fear, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So like... is, it, is it just a guy scared of the internet? Is that what this was born of? I guess so. Like, it's very strange. 
It's really, like, really strange. I, I'm just, I, I'm now just in this moment trying to process this movie in my mind. And I'm, I'm trying to... Okay, so it's a girl's psychic energy attached to the internet, haunting the visitors of this website. How did her psychic yeah. energy get into the website to begin with? Was it because Alistair broadcasted her death? I, I assume so? Yeah. I, but... I guess that that's it. Okay, but this website has also has so he he oh yeah he's got this like live subscriber counter in his operating. Theater. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like an early precursor to Twitch streams, huh? Yeah, it's totally that. Yeah, this this is what Twitch is going to become one day. <laughs> this guy <laughs> predicted this guy predicted Twitch TV. We yeah. even call them subscribers now. Yeah, I guess like. That's cool. Because this is pre-YouTube, and I think YouTube was the first streaming site to coin the term subscriptions, right? I'm, I'm fairly sure. I think sure. so. I think it would have been, like, following before or something? Probably, yeah. yeah. I can't so, think of the word subscription as being used pre-that. And and this this was five years pre-YouTube, so this, did this there's actually some kind of spot-on stuff here when we really get down to that. <laughs> anyway... So, this... <laughs> I just tried to take it seriously for a moment, but I can't with this movie. No. Um, okay, so, ultimately, what happens is Mike and Terry both visit the website, obviously, it's, if that yeah. wasn't going to be obvious, uh, our two protagonists, and they start being haunted by the ghost of the girl whose name I just cannot remember, you know. What is the name of the girl oh. that is broadcasting her psychic energy to the internet. I'm going to IMDB this super quickly and pretend that I just <laughs> knew it from memory. I... Is it Anna? No. It... Oh, I mean, there's, there's a person referenced as Little Girl. I guess that must be like the the spectral like yeah. Little Girl, but I think there is I... obviously like an adult form of her. Yeah, it's Janine. There we go. Janine, Janine. Janine. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Janine is the girl that got kidnapped, murdered, had a death stream to the internet. Her psychic energy got put in there. And now Janine is haunting our two protagonists, Terry and Mike. And she does so by saying, do you want to watch? It's time to play the game. You know, you need to find me. And it's very... <laughs> There's there's a lot of tropes in there, right? There's a whole lot of tropes. Yeah, it's very like like I mean like Hellraiser like straight up had a movie like this not long after this, but like very like Hellraisery like. <laughs> I forgot do you about want to the Hellraiser movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean like that that movie. See that this movie is a better version of that because that movie yeah. is just oh you go on a website and you buy tickets for a house party. Yeah, and none of that movie is online. But like this is like this did this so much better. Oh, this this has done really well. Yeah. Well, I mean. Really Really well is contextual, but uh, and subjective, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So they start getting haunted, and then Terry believes by "find me" she means find her dead body, which she goes and finds in some water. But I, admittedly, I always kind of space out at this point in the movie because it gets a little bit slow. Yeah, it does. But, but then she visits Mike in hospital, who is currently dying of Ebola symptoms, I guess, because that's. Because this website gives you Ebola. And then it all ultimately culminates in... How do they locate Alistair again? I've forgotten. Oh! Oh, I've remembered! 
how they <laughs> locate the bad guy is so bonkers. Because he, he made a point of how he changes websites and moves around a lot so they can't keep track yeah. of where he is. But then they find in this, I think, 10-year-old corpse, a lipstick thing that she swallowed, but the lipstick is taken out, and instead in there is a sheet of paper on which she wrote oh, the address yeah. of Alistair's <laughs> surgery theatre, which... <laughs> One, she was always restrained. How did she swallow that? Two, how did she even swallow something that big to begin with? And yeah. three, doesn't his operating theatre move around? Isn't that one of his whole things? Yeah, it's, it's in like a water tower or something, a water purification tower at the end. Like it's yeah, <laughs> like it's... this very distinctly like covert middle of nowhere like setup, which is impressive. Well, it has a full on address. <laughs> yeah. I... And also, they would not get good internet out there. Definitely not internet good enough to yeah. broadcast online in 2002, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and especially not good enough to upload a person's entire consciousness? Question mark? <laughs> uh, do, you, uh. do you want to begin talking about how this movie ends? <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. God, so... Yeah, so they've both visited the website. They've they've figured out like Mike figures out or like they both figure out where it is and they go there. They call in they call in support uh, backup from the one and only Jeffrey Coombs. Yes. Uh who is like getting drunk at a bar, somehow manages to get over to this water tower in no time and also dies. Like he is like speared on the side of this water tower yeah, inside. Really elaborate <laughs> setup he's dead in. Like it had me I don't know if you've ever seen Dexter, but there's that scene in Dexter uh-huh. where the girl gets strung up when she dies. Like, that kind of setup, it's nuts. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and this guy's name was Styles, by the way. I wrote that down because I thought his <laughs> name Incredible was funny. Name. Yeah, Styles. Yeah, that's a Jeffrey Coombs name. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that is uh, Jeffrey Coombs, though. I've only just realised that. Yeah, he was, doing, he was doing some good stuff in the early 2000s. He was in some big freak movies. Yeah. Beyond um, Reanimator and Faust, Love of the Damned. Yeah. I'm thinking um, uh, Would You Rather is what I've seen him in as well, which was... Oh, yeah, he's in that as well. He's, like <laughs> yeah. the... he's, he's pretty good in that as well. He is, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so they, they, they confront Alistair at, the, at his, his, his surgery in this water purification tower or whatever it is. Uh, he Have we mentioned that he like kidnaps a girl in this movie? Like, there is another girl... <laughs> We briefly mentioned that he kidnapped someone, but we haven't mentioned anything about this poor yeah. kidnapped girl, her. Yeah, so like, Alistair is like continuing this broadcast stuff. He At the start of the movie, he kidnaps this girl to like the most absurd Ramstein needle drop. Yeah. <laughs> is, they must have just got the rights for this movie. And it's like, well, we've got to put it in somewhere uh, here. And so there's this girl in his surgery who they are, I guess they are trying to save. Um, and um god what is the end of this movie <laughs> okay so she he, he shoots so it comes it comes in the standoff terry and mike have their guns on alistair who's hiding behind this huge upright operating bed with the victim up yeah Mike gets behind and shoots Alistair in the leg and Alistair goes down, who then turns around, pulls a gun on Mike and shoots him. The subscriber numbers shoot up and Alistair says my favourite line, which is I guess the subscribers love a comeback. (laughs) (laughs) Great line. Great line. And then Mike kills Alistair in the best possible way. 
He gets his attention, pulls a keyboard to him, navigates <laughs> a mouse to the hotbar without a mouse plugged into the computer, types in fear.com.com, gets Alistair's attention, and with more dramaticism than you can possibly imagine, smashes the enter button. Fear.com yeah. loads up, and <laughs> it's an LSD trip from there. Yeah, there is just so much imagery, like essentially the 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 haunted girl or the girl like like takes her revenge on him. There is a bunch of CG imagery, a bunch of like like weird spectral imagery happening. His like skull gets opened up. Yeah, she very... slices into his brain by peeling his skull off, his scalp off. It's like it's oh. so wild, and yeah, and then kills him. Yeah. And that's it. I can't remember. Mike, does Mike die at the end? Mike dies right at the end. Mike yeah. dies, yeah. But Terry gets a phone call right at the end of the movie, which is just static, which she listens to for a moment and then puts down. And I think that's meant to be implied that that's Mike's consciousness in the internet calling her. Oh, maybe. That's what I took away from that. That might be it. Because the end of the movie is a little strange. Like, the end of the movie also like implies, oh, yeah, like the curse is now over. Like, yeah. Um. um but like, yeah, maybe it is. Something happens in that final scene, which when uh, Mike has been shot and Terry is leaning over him like, Mike, Mike, no. Um, Alistair comes up behind Terry and stabs her right in the neck. Now, it's either some kind of drug or a knife. I could not make it out on either of my watches. But And then pulls her aside and starts strapping her to the bed to make her his next victim. But then she breaks free... Oh, because the fear.com thing happens, he dies, she breaks free. And she's just been yeah. stabbed in the neck, and she walks over to Mike as if nothing... Like, did they forget that they filmed <laughs> that happening? <laughs> Probably. Like, <laughs> like she, has, she has no response or reaction to having been stabbed in the neck whatsoever. No, none at all. She is just fine. <laughs> it, it is absolutely and like, like. It all goes to to suggest that she would be like she would not be able to stand after like like full content warning for this movie. There is some like consistent like like torture on this woman. Oh, like I mean, it goes beyond torture. It becomes almost like sexual in a terrible sense as well. It's oh point. yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I chose my words very carefully there. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like yeah. I do not think she'd be able to stand after, like, being chained to that thing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, she, just, like... she just straight up stands up, doesn't she? Yeah, she's fine. She's she's chill. Absolutely crazy. Do we ever see... The last thing we see of his victim, who I believe... Uh, what was her name? I had it up here. Uh, Kate. Kate, do we, yeah. Yeah, do we ever see Kate after all of that happens? Because she I comes... don't think so like we we see her kind of on the floor still bound remove and she removes her gag and then it shows terry kind of nursing mike but we don't see her again after that right no i guess it's just implied she was fine and they got out <laughs> like, yeah. you didn't think so like like the whole movie was building up to her being freed but like we never see we're her not free. and this is what i mean about it forgetting its own plot devices a lot of the time yeah for sure because it, it really does. Um, and I mean, like, they just completely do away with, like, you know, the orb or otherwise her ball. They completely do away with that at one point. No, actually, 
in the final scene with the CGI, doesn't she get those like two balls, levitate them up? Oh, she totally does. <laughs> yeah, which, totally does. which was a really cool scene. The way in which she kills him is like she, she, she got her revenge big time. Oh yeah, like that's like an all timer ending. Like she does not hold back. And... No. <laughs> She, she she goes full pinhead on him for sure. Um, yeah, ultimately, yeah, that's where the big big Hellraiser vibes in that. Oh yeah, maybe she maybe she's just secretly a Cenobite. Do you think that's what's going on? That'd be cool, actually. That would be really cool. Let's. I, I need. I don't want another Hellraiser sequel. No one does. But well, we, need, we are getting one. <laughs> we need another Hellraiser sequel with Janine as a Cenobite. That's what we need. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Let's I, make fear.com. <laughs> sequel a fear.com hellraiser crossover two decades after fear.com's yeah. release hey this movie's two decades old now like we can we can bring it back i i, I think don't know we what should i think we need a 2022 sequel to fear.com okay yeah that, we'll make we'll make that our like our, our topic then what what is a 2022 fear.com okay it has to include vr right oh yeah 100 percent but like a really shitty VR. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking. Oh my god, is Sword Art just the 2022Fear.com? <laughs> in a way. Oh my god. Oh, it totally is in a way. <laughs> I hate this. Oh, it I literally hate... has like the same ending. It uh, is the 2022Fear.com just an isekai, and is Sword Art Online an anime version of said isekai? Is yes. that one hundred percent? This, this exists. It's just. I'm. Oh my god. I, I, I need a moment. Hang on. <laughs> Ali, what have we come up? What have we stumbled on? Oh my here? god. This is. This is potentially cursed. This. I, I think I've just ruined both Sword Art and Fear.com for myself. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, let's ignore VR. Let's ignore Sword Art because uh-huh. that's all I can think about now. Mm-hmm. Surely, like. There's, I mean, the metaverse is a, a big thing happening right now. We're in the very early stages of the metaverse. Wait, is Black Mirror also kind of just a fear.com 2022? Yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely, definitely in there. Like, there, yeah. I've not seen a whole lot of Black Mirror, but I know there are, like, bits that are, like, about basically what this does. Yeah, it's just, like, fear of current technology, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some influencer stuff on there. Oh my god, the internet's actually the more I think the more I think about this, the more terrifying the internet is becoming to me. Between between the metaverse and influencers and yeah. VR potential. I Have you seen the movie Spray? I haven't Think seen Spray, no. Yeah, that's like basically that with like an influencer going around killing people trying to get their numbers up. Which is <laughs> would probably have a similar vibe to this. With the with the guy from Stranger Things. Oh my god. Oh, another another good movie in this kind of um, in this sort of genre, I guess, is a uh, Unfriended. And I I use the oh word, yeah I use the word good very loosely there because <laughs> Unfriended was terrible. But it's another one of the Unfriended is very similar to Fear.com in many ways. I think yes, totally. I have it, no idea how that movie ends. I've only ever seen like half of it. Yeah, I couldn't finish it either. But it's a girl's kind of psychic consciousness being trapped in a Skype call, if I recall correctly, or what's heavily implied to be a Skype call, at least. Yeah, it's, yeah. Could we make a Discord version of Unfriended? 
Discord version of Unfriended. There, there, there is an account that, like, okay, so there's, there's a small group of friends in a Discord server, and we're yeah. gonna call it, um, I don't know, uh, the Cozy Zone. Let's call it that. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and a member of this Discord server dies. Let's say that she's called Aya. Just you know, let's uh, her username is my rocket cat, right? Let's just like this is all after Dome completely made up. What if her consciousness comes back to that server and just starts talking to people? I would watch that movie for all of the wrong reasons, mind, but I would watch that. Uh-huh. Like, just totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, oh, cool, our friends' consciousnesses can survive through Discord. And people start making Discord seances. Uh-huh. I, I, I want this movie to exist. Okay, now another thought experiment. Okay. Aya, you, you're a big old school RuneScape player. What is the fear.com <laughs> of old school RuneScape? The fear.com of old school RuneScape. Oh my god. It would be. <sighs> there are some relatively well known RuneScape players who died and then their accounts became active again. And it was almost always like, you know, down to their account getting hacked, right? RuneScape's got a big hacking problem. And and a, a terrible account security issue as well. Uh, if ever you make a RuneScape account, you, please set up one-time passwords. Anyway, there, there's a, there's there there was an account who was a really well-known and famous player, so much so that he got a statue to himself built in game. And one day, his clan chat just saw him log into the game and go and start killing a boss. Oh, and. It was. It must have been really traumatic for these players. That imagine that. Imagine your friend who has been dead for a couple of years just logs into the game and starts playing again like nothing has happened. Um, it was a hacker, but I think that actually being the player is RuneScape's version of Fear.com. I think. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, totally. Yeah, it's actually happened, huh? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how that would feel for me, because I've played lots of online games with lots of online friends, and what if they just suddenly came back? This is a really weird topic we've gotten to here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in the spirit of the movie, for it's sure. It's definitely in the spirit of the movie. If Okay, Ali, tomorrow you get hit by a bus and you die, right? Mm-hmm. What game, website, platform, or whatever would you like your consciousness to be getting psychically projected to? And if you say Twitter, you're dead to me. <laughs> See, I was going to say, like, Wordle, and all you get from me <laughs> is just those fucking, like, cryptic Wordle tweets. <laughs> oh my god, your consciousness becomes Wordle, and you're communicating with your friends one word at a time, one, one day at a time. Le- one five-letter word every day. <laughs> Hello. It's me. Ali is... <laughs> I, I can't do it, but like, yeah, you're communicating with us, your friends, via five letter wordles once a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe the best answer you could have given. Yeah. Oh my god, and it also puts a date on the recording of this episode because Wordle is oh, currently. Totally. It, it's gonna fall from the front of everyone's mind soon, right? Yeah. It, I'll still be there haunting it. It, yeah, if you're watching this a year from now, or listen to this a year from now, Wordle was a daily word game that took Twitter by storm, including myself. I've played it every day for the last two weeks. And if you are still watching it, and if this podcast is stuck because Ali has died, start paying attention to the words on Wordle, please. He's communicating <laughs> with us. 
that's, that's, that's the future. That's the future. The future is Ali and Wordle. <laughs> I'm okay with that, I think. <sighs> what a movie. This movie's taken us down a rabbit hole. Yeah, no, it's just like... At a certain point, you have to start wondering... Some of the websites that they visit is crazy. I remember you posted one to Twitter. Oh, yeah. uh, Distressed Furniture was just like one of the links. Yeah, it's like the first one you see is like someone just like like m- using this website and like the option is just Distressed Furniture. It's just like <laughs> Etsy or something. It's. I feel it's like fucking weird. <laughs> the websites that people visit in this movie look exactly like what... Uh, non-tech-savvy people imagine the dark web to look today? Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's definitely what they think, right? Yeah. Because, like, it just has this very... It does present itself as a very, like... I'm a very sketchy thing, and lots of sketchy things are happening on this platform. And it's, it's just... It does everything it can to make you scared of the internet, and really all it does is make you scared of everything but the internet right yeah it's certainly watching it from like a modern perspective or like like 2022 perspective the internet stuff is just funny it oh it's very funny but it's because we've had like like however many years of of just goofy creepy pasta deep web <laughs> shit yeah like the number of like 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 faux spooky, like oh, I went on the deep web and there was some fucked up shit on there, dude. Like, how yeah. many like YouTube videos of that have there been in the past like ten years? <laughs> this is literally a stone's throw away from like Marble Hornets. You know what I mean? It it really is. Yeah. Or, or or you know, Ben drowned or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's very close to that and quite ahead of its time in that regard, I suppose. Hmm. Oh my god, what a what a movie though! It's what a movie. I I definitely recommend watching it honestly, just because it, it, it it's a fun watch. It's objectively not good, but let me tell you, yeah. sometimes watching an objectively not mo- good good movie can be fun. Just don't do yeah. it, you know, twenty plus times because that's <laughs> when it gets difficult. But yeah, it's it's it, it, it's a very fun movie. Yeah, I've I've ended up watching a bunch of just pretty bad early two thousands horror movies in the last year. And, like, this is definitely one of the more enjoyable ones to watch. Like, it commits... I mean, it drops a lot of its ideas, but it does commit when it wants to. Yeah, it, it psychic energy on the internet, that, that's a constant theme, and it, it really yeah. commits to that for sure. And I think the ideas it drops aren't so much a lack of commitment as it is... I think the director maybe had short-term memory loss. like honestly or some kind of amnesia i think they could have done so much more with the whole you know they die of their greatest fears thing um Uh another movie has done that quite well and i can't remember what it was but there's been a few of course but there's Uh more they could have done with that and then i don't know i feel like oh there's that one incredible scene where the tech analyst is analyzing the hard drives and she she gets the words fear.com by plugging a bunch of hard drives in, tapping the keyboard a bunch. <laughs> Three white boxes appear on screen. They all say fear.com and then converge into one big image, which expands the whole screen to say fear.com. And then she hears, we heard you like watching or something like that. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because that's how 
data anal- analysis works. Absolutely. <laughs> I would love to have been on the team who worked on what the tech side of this movie looks like. Oh, yeah. God, that would have been That would have been fun. God, I'm looking at the one of the writers for this movie. Obviously, right, Fear.com made a very bizarre-looking Dennis Rodman action movie. A movie <laughs> from 2014 called God the Father. What? As in Godfather, but God the Father. I have no idea what is this is. Is it like is. a Christian take on the Godfather? Yeah, it's a crime, crime family that goes through a spiritual transformation. It's is... literally a Christian version of the Godfather. Yeah, literally oh that. I, and I then a, a movie, movie. and then also a movie that I I watched recently that I fucking love is the 2012 Universal Soldier director video movie with um, Scott Adkins, which whips. So that's a selection of movies that this person has written. I I respect the I respect their vision. None of these movies have very good reviews. <laughs> Did you know God the Father is a documentary? What? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to watch this. What it's based problem? on the true story of a guy called Michael Frenzies. Oh. This guy has done some stuff. I mean, this movie grossed more than The Fanatic, so... <laughs> Jesus. Alright. Anyway, is there anything else about this movie you want to touch on? So much. Absolutely <laughs> so much. From the poor cinematography to the at times incredibly well done cinematography. It's almost like it's so bad that when a good scene appears, it's like a little bit whiplashy. Um, uh-huh. I mean, th- there's the one scene I'll never forget where she is um, like rooting around the hospital basement trying to find Janine, and the entire time she's actually hallucinating in an elevator. Like oh yeah, like that that one's very funny. Um, yeah, I just think they could have touched on the hallucinating stuff a lot more. Yeah, it is a very they they weren't very focused with what like the mechanics of the story were. <laughs> like oh, you know what, this movie's only now in twenty, now in thirty. I think if they remade this movie today, it would be one of those two and a half hour long epics that had a lot more storytelling. Honestly, probably yeah. Just please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, just. Just don't do it. <laughs> this movie is, is perfect and it's like a little like time capsule of the time. But yeah, it's got some fucking bizarre editing. There there is some like Udo Kier is in this, he's the guy at the start, like like established German actor. Uh got, Oh really? Yeah, he's the guy at the very start. He's called Polidori, which is fucking excellent. When do we ever hear his name? Um the uh, when when they talk to um the writer guy, oh, of course, right, right, right. Yeah. Jeez. <sighs> Do you have any? You you said you had some people who ask questions to raise some points. Oh yeah. Uh, we kind of covered it in the like, what would this movie be like now? Also, like, uh, oh, we got one question. Would you rather go to fear.com or twitter.com? Fear.com. Fear.com. I, you know, you know what? Twitter.com is fear.com. As a result of heavy use of Twitter.com, I do see my greatest fears in the world every day on that <laughs> on that trending page, and yeah. I I do have hallucinations. They're called nightmarish hellscapes of what Twitter's doing to the world and my brain. But I can do yeah. it whenever I want. Yeah, 
I think there's also like like again the kind of trauma angle like social media has kind of just fucked us all in that regard like we just see so much just awful shit on a daily basis that's just like numbs our brain oh yeah i mean i'll never forget the first time like two years ago when like there was a a video circling of a guy who literally died and that video was just up on twitter and like i i I remember the, the feeling i had when i watched that video um I, I, I would genuinely rather just use fear.com than have to go through that again, yeah. honestly. Um, because there was no warning on that imagery. video. It just kind of happened. Yeah. It's like, what? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, like I know, like, TikTok has it. YouTube has it. Just, like, videos. People, anyone can upload anything. And there's always just, like, unfiltered, just, like, gore vids on there. <laughs> yeah. Like, that you just come across if you scroll long enough. It's it's ridiculous, and at least fear dot com. You know, you know what you're getting into with fear dot com. You know, if you go to fear dot com, yeah. really, it's your own fault. Yeah, the girl gives you a warning as well. She's like, "Do you want to watch? Do you want to yeah. like?" Yeah, that's a good point, Ali. In the movie, of course, she says to them, "Do you want to play?" And the and both of them, Mike and Terry, answer yes. Do yeah. you think? What do you think happens if they say no? Does she still haunt them? Or oh, good question. Because Cause, cause also, because, like, Mike asks, like, what happens if I fail? And she's like, you die. Yeah. Um, but what uh, happens if you say no? Yeah, we don't actually see anyone who says no. Or we don't know of anyone who does. Yeah. that That's that's an interesting thought experiment there of, you know, is it the illusion of choice? Or is she actually giving mm-hmm. them an option? In which case, she's probably... Uh, well, and I, I was about to call her the antagonist. Do you think Janine's the antagonist or Alistair? Oh, Alistair. You think Alistair's the antagonist? Yeah, I, I think I think Janine is like um Sadako from the ring. Like she is the she is the the villain only insofar as like she is the, the sympathetic party. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting way of seeing it, but I think that you know, ironically enough, I think they are both an antagonist, and despite their very interconnected story of that he made her willingly or not. They yeah. both are also very separate characters and have very separate stories, right? Yeah, yeah. No one who dies is really bad. They're just kind of, like, indulging in, like, her trauma. That's, like, ultimately why they get punished. But, like, no one is bad. Yeah. Like, we don't really know what the the bosses are like. Like, Terry's boss. But, like, yeah, that's a good point. He's the only, like, kind of nebulous, like, oh, maybe he was awful. But, like... He, uh, he's the one who's maybe implied to have been... Oh, I guess maybe, like, Fear.com is obviously, like, this gore site where you watch people get tortured. Maybe, like, punishing people for visiting that site is potentially what you're being punished for. But no one is, like, shown to be indulging in that beyond maybe those German teens. Okay. It's weird. And that's another interesting uh, topic of conversation, then, is that... Because this is something I thought of while watching it. In that... You you said that fear.com is where they go to watch people getting tortured. But Mike yeah. makes a point of Alistair like changing his website very frequently. So in oh, my yeah. mi- in my mind, fear.com isn't Alistair's website. Maybe, Alistair yeah. streams to these other maybe dark net sites or something. And fear.com is a website which is manifested entirely by Janine. And uh-huh, maybe, yeah. That, that's kind of how I see it, maybe. I, I don't know, but I, I feel like fear.com is created by Janine for the purpose of finding people to get revenge on Alistair. Maybe, yeah. So yeah, she isn't 
Like she's she's kind of villainous in that way. That's kind of interesting. And it makes sense actually that you know everyone we see affected by it. I guess except for the teens. But like you know the the very first guy has a journalist vibe about him. The boss guy is a journalist, and then you got Mike and Terry. Uh, and also the data analyst. These are all people who are in a position to help Janine in her mission to find and punish Alistair. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what significance in that regard the teens play. Because they're German exchange students, aren't they? Yeah, they're just like... They're just teens who like... like oh, The implication is like the guy shows his girlfriend this fucked up website. And... Yeah. So much so that they, he, they like filming her reaction to it even... Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of nuts. Kind of nuts, yeah. But, like, yeah, they would have no way of helping. <laughs> like, no. they don't even speak English very well. And these kind of things aren't really well explained either. I think the movie could have done a job. Uh, I, I, actually, I, you know, yes, it could have done a better job of explaining it, but I kind of like that it didn't. It, it leaves a lot of these things very mm-hmm. open to interpretation. For sure. Yeah. There's definitely, like, a weird kind of wonky balance between, like, the mystery element and also like exploring the mechanics of of the website and and the curse yeah exactly so they, so i wouldn't be surprised if like the german teens are there because they needed someone to like someone entirely like separate from the story to display how things work so they, they, they were just like, like oh. they, they themselves were a plot device yeah <laughs> that's an interesting one gosh i, I think that's pretty much everything in my head, yeah. I want I want to talk about this movie. Honestly, it's yeah, this is a... it's actually you know it's got a lot of non content as well. Like <laughs> it does. It, it's it's actually we've kind of summed it all up in a much more detailed way than the movie explains itself. And this episode is already like not even a, a third of the length of the movie, or maybe two thirds. Like it's uh-huh. yeah, it doesn't do a great job of explaining itself in the time that it has to do so. Mm-hmm. No, totally. It's yeah, it's very scattered. Very scattered. That's that's one way of saying it for sure. And then of course the ending is just very unsatisfying. We kind of touched on it, but I, I, like yeah. the, the very end is literally just her lay on her bed, and then the the camera pans out, and we just see her kind of lay there after receiving that empty phone call, which I believe is you know we're meant to assume is Mike. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy. But yeah, no, I think I'm I'm good to wrap up. Well, before we oh, do yeah. that, Ali, I would Oop. like I would like to do something if that's okay. And sure. I, I would like to bring it. my own little bit of um the Fanatics podcast over to Excess Cinema. Oh here. yeah, okay. <laughs> you know where this is going, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I've pulled up Letterbox.com and I've found some a five star review of Fear.com. Oh that, hell yeah! That I think best summarizes. I think this actually summarizes basically uh, the majority of our discussion today. So I would like to read to you a five star review from Letterbox, if possible. Go for it. This review is a five star review posted on the fourteenth of February two thousand nineteen by Fuzakami, and it says. This movie is everything and nothing simultaneously. You can probably pick anything from the early 2000s and you will definitely be able to compare it to this movie in some way or fashion. Perfect, yeah. (laughs) I I think that's basically what we've been saying, right? It's everything, it's nothing, and it's related to pretty much everything from the early uh, noughties there. Yeah, no, totally. That is... Thank you, (laughs) Fizikami. Thank you very much. Oh gosh, yeah, that was yeah. that. That's a fun movie. I recommend. I recommend seeing it though. Yeah, me too. 
Uh, I guess on that note, Aya, where where can people find you? What do you do online? So I am unfortunately a content creator myself now as well, I guess. I am on two podcasts. There is the aforementioned The Fanatics podcast, a podcast where once a week, every week, me and my friend Tim watch the movie The Fanatic, the psychological horror thriller starring John Travolta and Devin Sauer, directed by Fred Durst. It's not a good movie. Don't watch it. The podcast is infinitely better. Listen to that. The podcast it, is really good. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with the podcast for sure. And in the next episode coming up, you hear me turn the entirety of The Fanatic into a poem formed of a series oh of haikus. God. Yeah. Perfect. So that, that was a lot of fun to do. Um, I'm also <laughs> on another podcast called Skilling and Chillin'. If you like video games at all, um, me and my two friends, Jack and Sam, get together. We play old school RuneScape. We, we, we play the game. We get through our grinds. But more importantly, we chill and just talk about our lives. And, you know, it, it's to help you get through your grind. It's not just for RuneScape players. Nice. You, can, you can also find me on Twitter at techwaifu. That's T C H W A I F U. I mostly shit post about video games and memes, <laughs> and occasionally post a selfie. Nice. All right. Thank you very much for having me on, Ali. Yeah, it's but been really good. The I'm question is: you, uh... the question uh-huh. is, where can I find you if I want to? <laughs> Well, uh, you can keep up with me on Twitter at, at underscore Muggage and at the show uh, at Excess Cinema Pod. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can buy me a coffee at coffee.com slash Excess Cinema Pod as well. I have no idea how to end this. So Okay, we're going to end this by saying thank you all so much for listening to Excess Cinema Podcast. <laughs> Ali is an incredible host, but <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm ending this one. We, he will see you all next time when he talks about another great movie. I don't know if he's revealing the name of that one just yet, but I'm excited for it. Make sure <laughs> you're following the podcast on Spotify. You're following Ali on and the Excess Cinema Pod on Twitter, and you can catch up with him later how did i do perfect that is better than i could have done (laughs) wonderful (laughs) bye friends bye